The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Would you like to live in the space of infinite possibilities? Is now the time to access your magic? Welcome to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with Glenice Hughes. Join us for the next hour as we bring you the tools, techniques, and tips for you to change the impossible in your life to the possible. Now, here's your host, Glenice Hughes. Hello, and welcome to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with myself, Glenice Hughes. Thank you so much for listening in, guys. I am so, so grateful for each and every one of you. So today's show, being a miracle instead of expecting one. Yeah. (laughs) And as with my shows, these are based on the tools from Access Consciousness, which you can find out more information at accessconsciousness.com. And I am forever grateful to Dr. Dane here and Gary Douglas for uh, really bringing these tools into the world and sharing them and being the invitation that they be. I am so, so grateful. So as many of you know, if you are my Facebook friend, uh, Hubby and I have been on our travels as we do and as we love to do. So we started off at the beginning of October and we headed to Ireland where I facilitated a couple of as I may say, fucking awesome classes. And, uh, and my dad joined us. So for the first time ever, uh, we actually had somebody join us on our travels. And what an experience it has been. I am so grateful. Like, I can't even put into words how grateful I am that I got the chance as an adult to spend that sort of time with my dad, like to really see the world with him. And and parts of the world he's never seen. He'd never actually been off of the kind of the North America. You know, he's been to Canada. Obviously, he lives in Canada and the U.S. But other than that, he hasn't been anywhere. So to kind of enjoy that time with him while seeing Ireland and seeing England, I mean, it's just been such a gift that I will, oh, it will always be something that I remember forever and there's been pieces of it that I'll be honest were not so fun and that's really where this kind of being a miracle instead of expecting one really really matched the energy of kind of what the couple weeks with with traveling with dad was like and not from the place of it actually having anything to do with dad. You know, he is, he's a very soft-spoken man. He's a man of few words, um, you know, really just happy to do whatever hubby and I wanted to do and really ease to travel with, really, really ease, probably more ease than I actually thought it would be. <sighs> and as much as I adore my sweet hubby, uh, he is definitely a different um 
person than my dad. And, you know, you kind of think, well, dog, Lanice, of course he is. And never has it been so loud as when we're spending that much time. And, and hubby's always been kind of very different from the way that I was brought up, the way that I was taught to be, and pretty much the way that this reality teaches us to be. Hubby has always, in a sense, been the opposite of that. Hubby's been the, in some ways, kind of the the way that we talk about it from access in terms of checking in what works with you and, and doing what works for you and not jumping into other people's universes to figure out what they need to be happy and the kind of all of that energy. And it's something that I still can really struggle with because one, I am aware, of course, that he can choose for him and what works for him and and there's times where I really struggle with and what if you just checked in about what would create more you know there there is kind of I don't know I'm gonna say a fine line I don't actually think that that's true but there is just this willingness that he's willing to be whatever it takes to to do what works for him and what this trip has gifted me is really the awareness that I don't have to be okay with it. I don't have to be okay with what he chooses. And I don't actually have to separate from him energetically or otherwise, even if I'm not okay with what he chooses. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's huge in my universe because that really is kind of what I guess I was probably taught or somehow saw that if you disagree with somebody, you just automatically separate. You just, and I I don't mean like leave him in my marriage, uh, but probably, you know, that's there too energetically, but just kind of more like, oh, he's not choosing something I think he should. So I'm going to pull my energy out. I'm going to separate. I'm going to make him wrong. You know, and it really the first day and a half of our travels around with dad, I did do that. I did make him wrong in my head. There was, you know, a shortness, a kind of like a uh, kind of a smarten up energy that I was being. And, and he was in no way being wrong. It's just he doesn't, you know, for me, I'm looking at, OK, what can I do to make dad's trip really great? And Rodney's like, hey, what can I do so my trip's really great? <laughs> And neither is right and neither is wrong. Like it really isn't. And that's so where I got with with it after kind of the day and a half because it was like, but wait, if I keep making Rodney wrong, then I'm giving him the same message that I received for years, which is whatever somebody else needs is going to be more important or more irrelevant than what I actually require. So for the, like I say, the first day and a half was really interesting and I was really, you know, I knew there was another possibility and I just didn't know how to access it or I wasn't choosing to access it in that moment. And then by, and that was, so we left on the Monday morning after the class in Ireland uh, for five days to travel around Ireland. And so by the Tuesday at lunchtime and I was real, I was really done by then. Like I just thought, oh my God, this is going to be the longest two weeks ever if this is how I'm going to choose to be. Knowing that it was actually a choice of mine, knowing that I was kind of looking externally for something like if he, if hubby would just smarten up, then I could be happy. Like kind of that energy again, kind of expecting a miracle instead of being a miracle. And then, you know, kind of, I, I, I was using tools. I maybe wasn't using them in totality, but I certainly was using them. 
And then I really, you know, kind of realized, hey, you know what, this is Tuesday at lunchtime. I'm ready to kind of throw him out of the vehicle. (laughs) There's got to be something else here. Like there really has to be something else here. And I was looking at, okay, what is it going to take to change this? Like truly, what is it going to take to change this? And then the other question I asked was, what am I refusing to be here? Because there was so much defense in my universe. There was so much, you should stop this. You need to be different. You need to, and and I don't mean that verbally. I wasn't doing that verbally, but energetically very much so. And of course, he's very aware of it. And like most of us, when we're aware that somebody is trying to force or push us to do or be something, we push back. And uh, so in that, finally, you know, like I say, Tuesday around lunchtime, and I'm like, okay, what is it going to take to change this? And what am I refusing to be? And it was like, oh, as soon as I asked that, I could just feel the barriers drop. And it was like, wow, I'm actually refusing to be vulnerable. I'm actually refusing to look at what it's really going to take to change us instead of kind of basically when I was saying, what's it going to take to change us? I was truly asking, what is it going to take to change hubby? Which is actually not a question. So um, everything that brings up, well, you just start uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pod, puck, shorts, boys and beyonds. So then when I was like really willing to look at what with, with that level of vulnerability and looking at, okay, what is it actually going to take? What am I refusing to be dropping the barriers? And I really kind of like had this duh moment of, wait, one thing that I've always known about hubby is if I give him a problem to fix, he will always fix it. Whether I need, um, I remember years ago, I used to carry around my credit card machine, which was kind of big and bulky and had these cords and not so ease. And I said to him one morning when he was leaving for work, I said, oh, I wish I had a case where I could put all of these kind of sections when I traveled into compartments. And that night he came home from uh, from his work and he'd went shopping at lunchtime and found me exactly what I was looking for. That's kind of really what he excels at. If I give him a problem, he will solve it. So that with all of my willingness to kind of drop the barriers, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I need to give him a problem here. And so then when we had a little bit of time together, I just said to him, you know, I'm worried that dad's not having a good time which gave him the problem (laughs) to fix so that he could make sure dad had a good time. Now, I did this consciously because, you know, for the day and a half previously, I was doing it very unconsciously and anti-consciously that it was my job to fix whether dad had a good time or not. And that really wasn't what it was about. But the consciousness, when when I asked him, it was more of an out manipulation of, in a sense, having him on my team, because it really felt like for that day and a half, we were on separate teams fighting each other. And by giving him this problem, suddenly it became where him and I were, were playing together. We were playing on the same team and everything shifted. And it was just my willingness to really be the miracle, really look at truly what it was going to take to change it and not have a point of view, you know, not go into, well, I don't want to be the one who drops my barriers. He's the one who's been wrong and he should change this and he should change that. And really be like, hey, you know what? He's not wrong. I'm not wrong. And this has to change. 
and this could have, you know, this, this wasn't like an outward thing, you know, whether my dad was even aware of it or not, or whatever, I don't know. But for me, there was just this huge kind of poke in the eye of, it's really time to look at this. And then, you know, once we got on the same team, then it was time for me to look at what was really going on for me. Like if dad did have a bad time, what does that mean to me? And it was so interesting because what I had come up was <clears throat> years ago, my dad went on uh, a trip out to Eastern Canada with one of my sisters. And that was kind of sitting there without me even really being aware of it was, I want him to have a better time than he did with them, or at least as good of a time as he had with them. And as soon as I had that awareness that that was kind of this secret agenda, it was like, oh my God, talk about controlling myself and and kind of cutting off and mutilating and stapling myself into something that wasn't even actually something I I really desired to operate from. Like I really didn't because I am aware that if somebody comes on a trip or goes on a trip, it's really up to them whether they love it or they don't. Like it really is. Yet there was this, like I say, this secret agenda that it be better than it was with her, or at least as good, which interesting point of view, like really interesting. And of course, who does it belong to? Return to sender. Uh, And how much does this kind of the sibling rivalry uh, really run, um, I'm going to say unconsciously or anti-consciously in families where even as adults, we're doing it without even cognitively being aware of it. So everything that brings up for you, will you destroy and create it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pop, box, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And anywhere that you're competing with anyone, will you destroy and uncreate all that and return it to sender with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pop, box, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And really competition. I mean, we often talk about it in, in business, but competition is one of these things that is everywhere, you know, like in families, like in classrooms, like in friendships, especially if there's like a, uh, say a friendship between three people, often two of the three and usually different twos of the threes uh, will be kind of like, in a sense, against the other person or, okay, well, does that person have, you know, did they laugh as hard at my joke as they did that, that person's joke or kind of like this ridiculousness instead of really acknowledging one, I mean, everybody's choice, like whatever they're going to choose is what they're going to actually choose, not based on what occurred you know so with my dad's example like truly he's going to choose to to love it or not love it or hate it or never want to do it again or whatever it might be no matter what I say or do and no matter how good or bad his trip with them was so like really is kind of taking all of that crazy off of what we decided was you know, real and true, which this reality says, you know, if somebody's with you and they have a bad time, it's your fault. (laughs) It's 
So everything that is, we destroyed and create all times a godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pot, pot, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And, you know, I, I'm talking about this uh, really openly. None of this is any of my dad's, just so you're aware. It was never, ever my awareness that he was operating from, oh, I'm not having a good time, or this is horrible, or this is great. Or, like, you know, I really... It's just my own crazy that I'm talking about very openly, and I, I'm aware that he probably was just having a really good time, and I was in the back seat doing my crazy, and I'm actually really grateful for it. I mean, at the time, if you'd have asked me, I probably would not have felt so much gratitude for it as I do today, but it really did help me clear some of that stuff that I actually wasn't even aware was still there, like that kind of sibling rivalry stuff and some other stuff that came up that I was just able to clear, and then really look at kind of, you know, where I am expecting things externally still. And and I know for me, a lot of that revolves around the metaphysical training that I did that I really, really bought into where it was like, if, you know, if I had a good day, it was because I prayed for it. And I, you know, I was worthy enough to receive that good day. And if I had a bad day, it was because I forgot to pay, pray for it, or I didn't pray to the right person or energy, or I didn't do the right thing, or I didn't meditate long enough, or all of those things, instead of truly acknowledging that I am a miracle, like I am a miracle and I can be a miracle or I cannot be a miracle. Either way is, is an absolute choice. So everywhere that you haven't acknowledged the miracle that you be, will you destroy and uncreate it all and return to sender with consciousness? <sighs> right, wrong, good, bad, online, bad, box, shorts, boys and beyonds. And what have you made so vital, valuable, and real about expecting a miracle that keeps you from being the miracle you truly be? Yeah, everything that is, we destroy and create it all and return it to sender with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pod, pod, shorts, boys, and beyonds. What have you made so vital, valuable, and real about expecting a miracle that keeps you from being the miracle? You truly be everything that is. We destroy and uncreate all times a godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pod, pod, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And everywhere you've misidentified and misapplied being a miracle, will you revoke, recant, rescind, renounce, denounce, reclaim, destroy and uncreate it all and return it to sender with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pod, pod, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Yeah, because what if we just be miracles? Like, a lot of times when we kind of get that energy or we hear that, we go into, oh, well, then I have to do this or be this or have this or I wouldn't have this problem or this wouldn't look like this, so I can't really be it. And it's like, what if you just get rid of all of that and just be the miracle you truly be? <laughs> Everything that doesn't allow that, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Yeah, right, wrong, good, battle, nine, butt box, shorts, boys and beyonds. All right, we're going to head to break and we'll be right back. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenise will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenise.net for more information about where Glenise will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities www.glenice.net Close your eyes. 
Imagine being free of everything that limits you. What would it feel like to live from this space every day? During an infinite possibility session with Glenice, you will clear energy blocks and limitations from every area of your life so you can live beyond your wildest dreams. Sessions can be done in person, over the phone, or using Skype. Find out more online at www.glenice.net. Find out about ongoing classes and workshops as well. And read Glenice's blog. That's www.glenice.net. G-L-E-N-Y-C-E.net. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. To find out more about Glenice and our program, please visit www.glenice.net. That's G L E N Y C E.net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. Welcome back, everybody. Oh my gosh, so, so much awesomeness coming up around the world. How the heck did I get so lucky, I wonder? I mean, I was walking around London this morning just just truly in gratitude for being willing, I guess, to be the miracle, actually, as, I, as I'm talking about it, really be the miracle in my life that looks at what I would like and then chooses it and then takes action uh, along with that choice, you know, and, and I guess the way I talk about choice really is the, the action. To me, choosing is an action word. When I, when I choose to create classes around the world, that includes choosing it, saying, yes, I'm choosing that, and looking at what it, what it truly takes. And, you know, walking around London this morning, it was just, just so grateful for the possibilities and so grateful for, you know, the amazing people around the world who invite me to their place. Like, oh my gosh. And if you haven't met, like, sexy Alan Jones here in London, gosh, you gotta, you gotta connect with him. He has so many phenomenal capacities and this kindness and gentleness and way of being that is an invitation to anybody who's even just in the room with him or even, you know, a Facebook friend with him, maybe not in the room, but a Facebook friend. He's such an amazing, an amazing inspiration in my life. And, and Alan, I am so grateful for you. And to all of my hosts, like Paul and Melanie in Ireland, they totally, totally inspired me to way more than I ever, ever imagined possible. And Tanya in Germany, like my goodness, Tanya Barth, she, oh, I just don't have words for this gal. She is just so amazing. And we have done some really cool changes. We had a class, originally it was coming up in Sardukin, I think that's how you say it, I don't remember for sure, uh, Germany. And then we got the, um, the energy that it was lighter to move it to Frankfurt. And then we got the energy that it was lighter to move it to Cologne. And, and it's actually near Cologne. I don't actually know how to say the name, but it's very, very near Cologne. And then we changed it all. So now we're actually having, uh, you know, this, this show will air on Thursday, but the Friday, uh, the, the 29th, I believe. 
no, the 28th of October, we are doing, you can either join us online or in person. We are going to do uh, Creating Magic with Entities, a class. And then on the 29th, we, we've actually changed the two-day Beyond Awesomeness to a one-day Beyond Awesomeness class. So that is on the 29th. And again, you can join us online or you can join us in person. And then on Sunday, October 30th, we are doing a out creating yourself with the creation of classes, which is a four hour either uh, four hour online class. So that one is an online class. And we've just been having so much fun following the energy. And it's so funny because there would have been a time where I would have really resisted that not following the energy but making so many changes you know going from one location to another location to another location changing it from a two-day class to a one-day class to adding a whole different class and like all of those things I totally would have resisted that and that resistance is what ensures I was never the miracle that I truly desired to be so it's part of actually being the miracle that we truly be is the willingness to change things, the willingness. And that was one thing her and I talked about, Tanya and I talked about, was actually canceling the class because there was such a weird energy on it, um, especially kind of, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks after we moved it to Frankfurt. And, but we both got heavy, like a no, when we, when we asked about like actually just canceling it. So we left it for a little while and then we asked some more questions around it. Um, and then it was very clear just to move it. And I tell you, I mean, we've only had these few, these three classes now listed uh, for, I'm not sure, maybe two days. <laughs> and it's like the registrations are just flowing in. That's the willingness to be the miracle. And, and so when we do form and structure or I can't change it because or I shouldn't do that because or that's the wrong way, then what we're doing is we're ensuring we're not being the miracle. So all of the form and structure that you're doing to ensure you never be the miracle you truly be, you just try and uncreate all that. Yeah, right, wrong, good, battle, nine, pop, rock, shorts, boys and beyonds. And then from here, we get to go off to... Florida. I'm so excited. We're actually going to go via Canada, <laughs> which is kind of fun. Uh, we're going to spend a night at the Toronto airport in the hotel there, and then we're going to get on the plane and head to Florida for two weeks and go and play with the phenomenal Amy Shine, who is Irish and living in Florida and just an absolute delight to play with. So we've got the foundation coming up, the new foundation, because Gary and Dane just rewrote it. How did we get so lucky? That starts November 4th in Delray Beach. And then on November 11th, which is a Friday, we're going to do a two-hour intro class to the uh, two-day class. So the intro class is November 11th from 7 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, in Boca Raton. And then the two-day class is Exponentializing Your Capacities with Energies. And that is November 12th and 13th. So how the heck did we get so lucky? Then off to Calgary, uh, shortly after I'm home, will be for foundation starting November 25th with this sweet, sweet, sweet Tracy. So grateful to play with her again. 
and then off to Victoria, BC, February 24th for Foundation. And that is with Judy and Casey, and I'm so excited to play with them. Then off to Tel Aviv, Israel for March 17th will be five steps to increase your money flows. And then March 18th is the two-day exponentializing your capacities with energies. Then off to Denver, Colorado starting May 24th is uh, the five days to change your life. So we've got bars and foundation. I'm so excited. We've got some other classes in the works too, just don't have them up yet. So uh, we will let you know when they are up and ready. And, you know, with all of that, it's like really looking at where is it that you could be the miracle instead of expecting one? Everything that brings up will you destroy and create it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, podpock, shorts, boys, meons. Now, many of you wouldn't desire the, the life that hubby and I have created. Many of you would prefer to be at home with your family and, and uh, creating in whole different ways. So it's like really, truly, truly getting clear on what it is that works for you, what it is that's fun for you, what it is if you had $50 million deposited into your bank account on the first of every month, guaranteed, what is it you would do with your time? Like, how would you like to, to be creating on the planet? What is it you'd like to be creating on the planet? And a lot of times we really look at it from... Um, from the limitations, basically. Like, we really look at it from, okay, well, I can only do this because I only make this amount of money. Or I can only do this because uh, I need to be close to home because of my family obligations, or whatever it might be. Like, if you, if you just pretended for a moment every day, maybe more than a moment every day, but if you just kind of pretended whatever it is that you've limited yourself with or decided that there's limitation, if you just let that stuff go for a little while and you really played with the energy of what would I like it to be like? And I really encourage you to look at it from what you would like your life to be like, or your money to be like, or your body to be like, or whatever it is you want to look at it. You can be specific or you can kind of keep it general with your life and living. But what is it you'd like it to be like? Because once you get a sense of that energy, and it will likely not be specifics, and maybe it will be, maybe there'll be some specifics, either way it's okay, once you get a sense of that, then you can actually be that miracle. You can be a miracle with that once you get that. But when we're stuck in those limitations of, well, I couldn't even imagine traveling, let's say, let's say some travel is something you've always desired to do. Couldn't even imagine doing it because I don't have enough money to pay my bills. Then you'll never actually be the miracle with that energy because what you're doing is you're basically being the limitation as opposed to being the miracle. So everywhere you are being the limitation instead of being the miracle you truly be, will you destroy and uncreate it all and return it to sender with consciousness? Ooh, right, wrong, good, battle, nine, pot, box, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And I guess you know what? Look at look at this right now. Think of an area that you have. Uh, that you wish it would be different or you'd really like to change. Just kind of get the energy of just one specific area right now. And then just ask, truth, what is the value of being the limitation in that area? 
Ooh, everything that is, we destroy it and create it all and return it to sender with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pipoc, shorts, boys, and beyonds. So truth, what is the value of being the limitation in that area? What is it doing for you? Everything that is, we destroy and uncreate all times a godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pipoc, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And I really looked at that for myself when in that day and a half. <clears throat> and it's not like it was automatically changed after that day and a half with, with the way that I, I wasn't liking it. Um, there were still bits and pieces along the way that, that kind of came up and to look at and that sort of stuff. But it was like all the while that for that day and a half when I was really playing in, in what wasn't working in the kind of the drama trauma of it and the shit of it really... Really, when I looked at, okay, what, what am I getting out of this? And it was like just that energy of judgment and harshness and uh, energy that is so rampant in this reality, that is so normal in this reality that most people don't even think there's another possibility or don't even have the energy that there's actually another possibility within it. And it was kind of like I was just matching it. I was just matching this reality's way of being. The other thing I became so aware of was how much I wasn't willing, like how much I was using that energy to ensure I didn't receive everything I could receive. Yeah, everything that brings up for you, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pod, pock, shorts, boys and beyonds. And it was so huge in my universe because it was like this, this kind of, true magic that I really and, and miracle that I really perceived of having this possibility with with having my dad with me and, and these travels and, and with hubby and I and and what was truly possible and it was like to really receive that like really truly receive it like fuck <laughs> I mean wow and for some reason it was more ease to receive the harshness and the judgment and the unkindness that I was being to hubby that seemed more ease or whatever, you know, I chose that to be more ease than actually just receiving the gift and the gratitude that I had of the, the time and the possibilities that was created. I know it sounds crazy, guys. It was such, it, it was just, there were so many awarenesses, like I say, along the way. And, and really that was a big one because it's like, how many times do we go to the judgment or to the harshness or to the push so that we don't actually have to receive what we truly could receive? Yeah. So what have you made so vital, valuable and real about judgment that keeps you from receiving everything that you could receive? Everything that is, we destroy and uncreate it all and return it to sender with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, potpock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And then really um, inviting myself to receive what I really didn't want to receive. Like, you know, yeah, that gratitude and all that, that's a really yummy feeling. But then there was other stuff too. You know, there was a time where hubby and dad were having a difference of opinion about uh, some setting on the car or something like that. And, and where I just cognitively had to, not had to, I cognitively chose to be in the energy of their disagreement without jumping in to fix it, without jumping in to stop it, without jumping in to change it, like just actually receive it, not make either of them wrong for it, 
not make either of them right for it, but just receive it, be in the energy of it, drop my barriers to it, and just be with it. And that, I mean, <laughs> it sounds so funny as I talk about it now, but man, it was, it was a real invitation to be more. I'll tell you that. It was a real invitation to be the miracle, to not play with it or judge it or make either of them wrong for it, but just to be with it. And it's interesting because the other night, Hubby and I went out for supper on our on our anniversary and we just kind of walked along until we found a place that, that felt yummy. And when we went in, Hubby is uh, a pie, a meat pie lover, which is often what is eaten in England. Or I shouldn't say often, but a, a lot of times in England on the menu, there's pies, meat pies. And every once in a while, he will order one and it's not in what his mind he's decided a meat pie should be, which a meat pie in his world should be pastry all the way around it and on top of it, like an actual pie pie. And um, anyway, so on the menu in there, he was kind of looking between two different things. And so he said, I'm just going to ask the waitress, you know, if this pie is a true pie. So she came along, he said, hey, is this, is this pie a real pie? And she said, well, it has mashed potatoes on top, like kind of like, you know, she didn't have the same definition of real pie. So she just said that. And of course, that is not his definition of real pie. So he's like, well, that's not real pie then. And she's like, yeah, it is. (laughs) And I'm watching her going, holy shit. Like, you don't normally kind of come back with the defense energy I shouldn't say normally, a lot of times people do, but when you're, when you're in the service industry, most people have kind of been taught, hey, you, your customer's always right. Anyway, she was like just meeting him with the same energy he was delivering and be like, yeah, it is. And he said, no, a pie has pastry all the way around. She says, well, shepherd's pie doesn't. And it was just like, and she winked at me kind of like, you know, she was having fun playing with his, you know, meeting him I guess meeting him energetically and I was just in absolute shock that she was choosing that because I mean he you know the energy he was delivering was like you know fuck you and she was just delivering it right back and we could have just like well not we I mean I probably would have stayed sitting but he could have just got up and said hey I'm out like you know this no you're not agreeing with me and you should um Anyway, and and she had the last word, which is really, it was so interesting to me because it just isn't usually what is created, right? Usually there's um, the the waitress or waiter is kind of trained, like I say, to kind of, yep, you're right. Um, And she was having none of that. And, And he was just, it was so interesting to watch. And I just realized that I actually have to go to break. So you know what? I will talk more about this story when we come back. We'll be right back. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenise will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenise.net for more information about where Glenise will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities www.glenice.net Close your eyes. Imagine being free of everything that limits you. What would it feel like to live from this space every day? 
During an infinite possibility session with Glenise, you will clear energy blocks and limitations from every area of your life so you can live beyond your wildest dreams. Sessions can be done in person, over the phone, or using Skype. Find out more online at www.glenise.net. Find out about ongoing classes and workshops as well. And read Glenise's blog. That's www.glenise.net. G-L-E-N-Y-C-E dot net. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenise Hughes. To find out more about Glenise and our program, please visit www.glenise.net. That's G-L-E-N-Y-C-E dot net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. Welcome back, everybody. So I was talking about the restaurant and the waitress who was meeting Hubby's energy. And, you know, it was such an invitation for me because there's there's so many times where, you know, I still wonder sometimes if I take the whole, you know, kind of out manipulate people um, that whole kind of agreeing with somebody to diffuse the energy where, where I, I did a whole radio show about it called, um, the greatest manipulation you'll never use. And I sometimes wonder if I use that. No, I'm, I'm aware that I sometimes use that as almost an excuse not to be all of me. Cause it's like, Oh, well, if I just agree with them, then that's, that'll create more and it's just done. And, and, it's actually like what she was willing to be with him and have fun with it and play with it was a whole different energy than, and I never would have, you know, if that would, you know, if he would have said that to me, it'd have been like, yeah, you're totally right, hon. It's not a pie. <laughs> Can we shut up and carry on? And in neither way is right or wrong, but there was such an invitation in her willing to be like, actually, yeah, there's other pies that have mashed potato on top, like, hello, uh, instead of kind of jumping in and trying to fix it or make it better or agree with him so that he's right and the you know customer's always right, which is, it just is a whole different energy when you're doing it from that place of let's make them happy. And, uh, and it was, to me, it was part of her willingness to be the miracle, even though it wasn't like an outright miracle that we might think of, but she was willing to be the miracle for her. And it wasn't from a place of making him wrong. It was just, hey, this is the way it is. And, you know, really what I found so interesting is her willingness to be it and her willingness to have the last word. And, and well, you know, hubby's kind of like, oh, you know, whatever, uh, annoyed, but whatever. But within 30 seconds, it was totally gone. And that, to me, is something that is such an invitation to me. And it was the same as when, when dad and hubby were disagreeing about the thing with the car, Within 30 seconds after they were, you know, done disagreeing, they were back friends again. Like, it, not that they weren't friends when they were disagreeing, but it's such a different energy. Because really, somewhere along the way that I've picked up, that if, like, if I disagree with somebody, we have to stay mad at each other, or we have to um, hold that energy for, I don't know what the appropriate time is. <laughs> <laughs> three days, three weeks, I'm not sure, but there's somewhere, it's like, if you have that, then you can't go back to where you were. And it's like, why not? And, and it was such an invitation for, like I say, both of those examples to just really be the miracle of being, hey, we can disagree. It's totally cool to disagree. There's nothing wrong with disagreeing. And now we can have fun over here. 
we don't need to hang on to that story. We don't need to, again, kind of be that limitation. We actually just be the miracle, even though it's probably not wording that, you know, the waitress ever thought of or, or hubby or dad ever thought of. It was just like carrying on. And, and in a sense, it's almost like I wanted to say carrying on as though nothing happened. And actually, it wasn't that as though. Carrying on knowing that nothing happened, that's a better way to be with it. I really like that awareness for myself right now because that's truly what it is. And all those times where I didn't carry on as though nothing happened, it was because I needed to make it significant. I needed to stay in the wrongness of either me or of them and continue being that limitation. That's really fucking interesting. Everything that is for me. And if any of that resonated for you, will you just start and uncreate it all and return it to sender with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine pod poc shorts, boys and beyonds. Because really, it is that nothing happened. Nothing. They had two different points of view. Neither right, neither were right, neither were wrong. And that is such a huge awareness of the willingness of being a miracle. Because you're not going to have the same awareness as everybody else. And yes, if we're truly choosing consciousness, then we're going to be willing to clear our points of view so we don't have the point of view, you know, even with the pie thing, you know, it's an interesting point of view that uh, pie, you know, if they say pie on a menu, that it means it has to have pastry all around it. Um, and what if we just clear those? And what if it's okay if we have a preference? Like if we have a preference to have pie that has pastry all around it without the expectation that if it's said the word pie, it has to have pastry all around. To me, there's such a, there's such a difference in that energetically instead of kind of expecting, there's the willingness to be aware. And, you know, he did have it in terms of he was willing to ask the question and then choose something different when it didn't have what, you know, when it wasn't what he preferred. Because that's where a lot of times when we're studying the tools from access consciousness is we really start to buy the lie that we're not supposed to have a preference. And it's like, actually, no, what you want to be clearing is the points of view, because the points of view will be what limits you. Preference is totally cool, as long as the preference isn't based on a point of view. So, you know, I often say I can, I can sleep anywhere, and I literally can. <laughs> I can sleep anywhere. And I prefer to sleep on a nice comfy bed with my hubby. However, I can sleep anywhere. So I don't have a point of view if I need to take the floor in a corner. Um, I could probably even manage. I've been watching, you know, here in London, the, the homeless people and kind of how they arrange themselves at night and, and when they go to bed and stuff. And, and I, you know, kind of like, actually, I could probably manage that. Like I wouldn't prefer to, and I could actually manage it which I don't know, for me, there's some freedom in that because then there's no fear of, oh my God, I would die if I was homeless. Like I don't, I don't really actually have that point of view. I also have the trust in me that I would never create that. And, and I'm also willing to walk around and watch kind of how they're being and go, yeah, you know what, with, with some cardboard so that I didn't feel this, the cold of the cement so much, it's probably doable and kind of how they manage, like, you know, and, and what time they go to bed. For some reason, I guess I decided homeless people must always go to bed late. Like, 
I don't know, maybe I, you know what, that's probably was what I'm not willing to receive. Because as I'm walking around at like nine o'clock at night, and some of them are going to bed. Uh, and I'm just thinking, my goodness, like that really surprised me. But I realize now, it wasn't that it surprised me, it's my point of view was I wouldn't want people to see me sleeping on the street. So that's what I'm not wasn't willing to receive. Now I'm totally willing to receive it. If people want to watch me sleep on the street, then hey, I'll put out a bucket for money so people could pay to watch me sleep on the street. And then I wouldn't have to sleep on the street. <laughs> oh my God. Everything that is right, wrong, good, bad, pod, box, short, row. Wow. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pod, box, shorts, boys and beyonds. That was really interesting. All the lifetimes that I did sleep on the street and was embarrassed for people to see me, I'm going to just try and create all that. If that resonates with you, you can do so too. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pod, box, shorts, boys and beyonds. And all the lifetimes that I felt embarrassed for people who were sleeping on the street. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pod, box, shorts, boys and beyonds is that just had some really bizarre energy on it. Um, and I certainly didn't feel embarrassed for the last few nights that I've seen them. It was just more of a, oh, that's interesting. Okay, well, that's what they do. And somehow they keep that sleeping bag with them, you know, throughout the day too. And they must have to travel around with that. And then the one area we walked through last night, there was um, taxi drivers in there that brought them soup or coffee or I don't know exactly what it was. But, uh, and I just thought, how cool is that? Like, how cool is that, that these guys, um, or gals, I don't really, I didn't really pay attention, uh, would bring them food and drink, and, like, how cool is that? And that they were, the ones that were there were willing to receive it, and um, now I'm realizing that a couple, probably the very first night that we were here, we were walking along, and there was a, a homeless person who'd kind of got in, you know, I guess settled for the night. And there was a guy that was in front of us and he stopped and he said to the guy, you realize you can get coffee down the street. Now I realize it was the same street. I realize he was talking about the spot I saw last night. Um, and the guy said, yes, and he never got up. So, you know, whether he just didn't want any or maybe he'd already had some or whatever it was, but you know, so there's people that would go and have some, and there's some people who wouldn't go and have some. And Again, it's not neither is right or neither is wrong. It's just really cool to kind of be in that space of of no judgment of it and no separation from it and knowing there's always another possibility. Yeah, I don't know. Just <laughs> one of the things of the streets of London that I have seen that has just been really interesting for me. And I mean, really, this whole experience has been we have a, an apartment just... I don't know, 10 steps off of the Strand, which is a, a street in, in London. And and uh, we had booked t theater tickets, like, I don't know, a couple of months ago to see Don French, who's a, a comedian, an English comedian. And uh, it was so cool because when I booked on Booking.com, they originally sent me an address, which was quite, I booked it because the address was really close to where I was facilitating the class. And then when, as the date got closer, like last week, a few days before we checked in, they sent me a different address saying, here's where your hotel, or here's where your apartment is. And when I looked at it, I was like, hey, that address is different. So I quickly went onto Google and looked at it and was very aware that the new address was actually, it wasn't as close to this uh, venue, but it was definitely a yummier location. And, uh, and so didn't, you know, didn't say anything about that because it wasn't relevant and I was happy to have a different location. And then it's like, oh, maybe 50 steps to where we watched Don French. I mean, you walk out and everything is at your fingertips. It's just so phenomenal. And 
The only thing is, and this has been something that's been really interesting for me, is if you, again, if you're my Facebook friend, you've seen the pictures from our house. I mean, you can see for miles and it's nature and it's just beautiful. And so here, when you look out the window, no matter what window you look out, you see another building. Like, you know, you don't see very far at all because there's buildings everywhere. And that's, that's really been different. And I've been loving it. Right. Like it's really I could focus on only seeing buildings or I could really be the miracle and have the awareness of how cool it is just to get up and go outside 10 steps and there's coffee shops and there's shopping and there's people and there's theater and there's, you know, all of this really cool stuff. Could I live here every day of the year all year? I could, of course. Would I prefer it? No. <laughs> no, it's really great for a week. And, you know, I, I love that. I love that about the travel that we, we do because we get to experience so much and then get to go home to that ah, that space, that, that really yummy space. So anyway, I've got a little bit off track, but, uh, but I, am, I, am, I am just absolutely loving London and could come back, you know, probably three times a year easily and... Uh, I could watch pretty much every theater show. I have such a love for it. So, and if you ever get a chance to see Dawn French, she, the show we watched was called 30 Million Minutes, which I think she said she's 59 and that's about how many minutes she's been alive is 30 million minutes. So it was pretty much based on her life and it was such a phenomenal show. And if you're not familiar with who she is, she's actually, uh, like I said, a British uh comedian and used to be really heavy set like probably I'm not sure 350 400 pounds that's just a guess and uh, is much smaller now maybe 200 pounds now I'm not sure but uh, much smaller than she used to be and she talked a lot about her body which was such an invitation like talk about being the miracle because she truly was in that space and she even put up headlines uh, she had kind of like a uh, thing running behind her and she shared headlines uh, from over the years about her body and oh my gosh people and the media can be so fucking judgmental and unkind and she still chose to be the miracle like that's really what amazes me because in in North America my my experience or my point of view or my awareness whatever is a lot of times you don't get on tv shows or on yeah TV shows or movies unless you're the perfect size and the perfect body shape whereas I find the English movies and sitcoms and weekly dramas and stuff like that like Coronation Street and those shows they actually they have what I'm going to say regular sized bodies on them and uh, and so she had a sitcom that ran for quite some time she's been on a number of them and, uh, and yet still, you know, the media was very, very tough on her with her weight and her body. And, and she just showed, you know, different ones. And then when she started changing her body, which was basically her doctor, uh, she needed some surgery. And her doctor said, hey, we can do this surgery the weight you're at now, but you'll need to take three months and to recover after because it'll be very intensive. Or if you lose some weight, we can do a, what they called kind of a keyhole surgery. Like just go in really easily and, and it would be done. So she chose to lose some weight to have the surgery. And then the, you know, what the media did with that and how sick she was and how she must have had gastric bypass or, you know, all of this stuff that, and she was like, you know, willing to say it like it is and then willing to say, you know what? I don't fucking care. 
Say what you want about me. Say what you want about my body. I don't fucking care. I'm here to be me. I'm here to show up. I'm here to change the planet. Shut the fuck up. And oh my God, those were not her words, but that was the energy that I really received from it. It was such an invitation because man, how much do we distract ourselves from being the miracle in whatever area we've decided is kind of our, our, our biggest problem area, you know, so I really resonated with her, with her talking about her body. And, you know, some people would maybe really with money or with relationship or with family or whatever. But it's like, how much do we distract ourselves with it should be different? Instead of, you know what, this is the way it is right now, I'm still going to be the miracle I be. I'm not any less of a miracle because in, you know, in my case, I have extra weight. In her case, she has extra weight. In other people's case, they don't have the money they would like, or they don't have the, the spouse they would like, or they, whatever bullshit story we've told ourselves as to why we can't be the miracle, why we have to expect a miracle. Will you destroy it and create all that on three? One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, pox, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And on four, we destroy and create all the solidified futures that you've created based on the lie that you're not a miracle. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And on five, we destroy and create all of the algorithms that you've created to hold all of those lies in place that you're not a miracle. One, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five. Five, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five. And on six, we destroy and create all of the DJCCs and pissers, decisions, judgments, conclusions, computations, projections, rejections, expectations, separations, um, and past memories, past experiences that you have about that, about being a miracle and never being a miracle. One, two, three, four, five, six, 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 one, two, three, four, five, six. And on eight, will you install? Still, all of the chaos that's required for you to be the miracle you truly be. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 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 And on seven, will you add the energy of miracle and just contribute it to wherever it's required to go on the planet? and beyond one two three four five six seven one two three four five six seven one two three four five six seven oh yum all right i am going to go now and go play in london some more i've got afternoon tea with a good friend of mine and uh yeah have a wonderful rest of your day and i look forward to talking to you guys next week from florida Thank you again for joining us. Living in the Magic of Possibilities can be heard every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join Glenise Hughes for another edition of our program next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 